When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, Keith. I'm doing great. How about you? Good. Have you figured out what the kids are going to be wearing for Halloween yet? Oh, well, Calvin is desperate to be a pirate. Ooh. So that has been decided. So I don't know. Maybe uh, Natalie could be his parrot? I was thinking. Uh, sure. You know, like on his shoulder. Yeah. I see. I was going to say like, oh, she can be like a flower because she's really, she's not that little. I mean, she's a human and she can walk. Can she toddle around? <laughs> yeah, she can walk. She runs. Yeah. She's I, fast. A parrot would be here like, she's fast. She runs away. I can't catch right. her. Um, parrot well, could uh, be cute, right? Uh, yeah. Parrot, I mean, and it could be kind of easy to pull off. I think so, too. I'm going to work yeah. on that. You're crafty. You'll figure it out. Um, Well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and sometimes Halloween on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Little Nas X and Jack Harlow's industry baby jumps to number one for the first time on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart. How Dua Lipa's Levitating ties for the second most weeks ever in the top 10 on the Hot 100. And how Adele's Easy On Me makes a splashy debut on an array of charts after only a few days of release. And on that same note, Keith and I have got to talk about how excited we are for the return of Adele. Let's talk about the new song, The Press Tour, just all of the Adele action we've been getting over the past few days, and we love it. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be just like every show is gonna be. They're gonna have a touch of Adele in almost every pod yeah, from every, here forward. Everyone for at least for the end of 2021, we can guarantee that. Uh, but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com/podcasts. Alrighty, let's do the chart chat. First up, there's a new number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart as Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow's Industry Baby bumps from number two to number one, giving Lil Nas X his third leader and Harlow his first. In the week ending October 14th in the U.S., the track drew 64 million in radio airplay audience impressions, which was up 10%. It had 23.2 million streams, that's actually down 1%, And it sold 34,000 downloads, up, oh, you know, just 564%. (laughs) And of course, all all those numbers are according to MRC data. Um, You might be wondering, golly, that sold a lot this week. What the heck happened? Well, uh, there were two new configurations released of Industry Baby during the tracking week. One that came with a, quote, alternative digital single cover. And there was also an extended uh, remix of the track. Both versions, along with the original version of the track, 
were all discounted to $0.69 at digital retailers during the tracking week. So clearly a lot of fans were engaged and wanted to pick up all the different versions of the song, maybe perhaps thinking that would help it get to number one. I think that's probably correct. And while we have seen Lil Nas X up there twice already before this, it's Jack Harlow's first time at number one. So that's kind of exciting. That's right. He uh, peaked at number two previously with What's Poppin'. Um, well, next up, Dua Lipa's Levitating ties Post Malone's Circles for the second most weeks ever in the top 10 on the Hot 100, as Levitating spins its 39th week in the region. Levitating earlier peaked at number two. Both tracks trail the record holder for the most weeks in the top 10, which is The weekend's Blinding Lights, with, oh, just 57 weeks in the top 10. Uh, this week on the Hot 100, Levitating is a non-mover at number eight. Can Levitating hold on for another week in the top ten? Could it fight Blinding Lights for the most weeks ever in the top ten? Will this song be in the top ten next year? Stay tuned. Well, my question is, um, is there any chance The weekend's Blinding Lights comes back into the top ten? It's not like it's that far removed from it. Uh, Bl- Blinding Lights is no longer on the chart, Katie. Okay, all right, okay. It's been a minute, though. Like, it, to, to be fair, it's a pretty recent record that it set. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. Blinding Lights could always miraculously come back if there's, like, a new Christmas remix or something. Right. There you go. Well, no, actually, that, would, that would actually be tracked under a different <laughs> version of the song. Never mind. Now okay. we're getting a little bit okay. too nuanced. But, um, okay, well, last but certainly not least, Adele's new single, Easy On Me, debuts at number 68 on the Hot 100. Thanks only to its first handful of hours of availability on the night of Thursday, October 14th. The track premiered in the United States at 7 p.m. Eastern on October 14th, and the weekly Hot 100 Charts metrics, which measure airplay, sales, and streaming data in the U.S., ended uh, at the close of business or midnight on Thursday night. That happens every week. It wasn't just this week that we decided to do it on Thursday. Um, right. Easy debuts with about 3.1 million in U.S. streams, 3.1 million in airplay audience impressions. Well, that's a coincidence. And it sold about 15,000 uh, in its first five hours. The song is likely to challenge for the number one slot next week on the Hot 100 following its first full week of tracking. Easy is Adele's 14th Hot 100 entry and first since April of 2017. She has four number ones so far on the chart, with Rolling in the Deep, Someone Like You, Set Fire to the Rain, and Hello. Easy also gets started on a number of other Billboard charts, including some eye-popping debuts on our Airplay charts after only three days of tracking. Most of Billboard's Airplay charts track on a Monday through Sunday week, so Easy has a little over three days of Airplay on the following charts. And this is just a sampling of charts that it debuts on because it debuts on a number of charts. So on the pop airplay chart, it arrives at number 21, which is the highest debut in over two years. On adult pop airplay, it starts at number 14, the highest debut for a song released in 2021. And on the adult contemporary airplay chart, it starts at number six, the first top 10 debut for a non-holiday song since the chart adopted MRC data tracking information in 1993. It's just the beginning 
folks, it's just the beginning. Yeah, stations were clearly eager to start playing this one. I think uh, Gary's article talked about um, some pop stations playing it hourly once it yeah. came out on Thursday. That sometimes happens with like big superstar releases. There is like coordinated hourly play across a lot of radio stations that are owned by the same corporations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As like they're kind of like initial promo sweeps. Um, and obviously, this is one of those songs that got the hourly treatment. Yeah, there's never been more of like a sherbet. I mean, especially when she previewed the song and we heard the vibe of the song. It was like, oh, okay, this is, you know, clearly directly in her pocket. And we're going to just go out on a limb and say it's going to be hello part two and just roll with it. And I think um, I think while it obviously is not just like a redux of hello, it has a lot of the same elements that made that one such a big smash hit, you know, six years ago. Um, and it feels I think I, it feels comfortable. You know, it's a comforting Adele song because it sounds like Adele, you know? Yeah. I mean, she's 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 said she has said that much basically before like, yeah. when she's talked about why she picked this song as the first single, because it sounds like Adele. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, I think that's smart. I mean, I think that there's probably a lot of artists who kind of know what their introductory lane needs to be when they put an album out. And she obviously knows that that's what people wanted. Yeah. And that's what we got. And I mean, she even had callbacks in the music video that came out. Um, alongside the song, there were little Easter eggs for fans from her other music videos because, again, she's like, you know, at a point where she has a whole universe around her. She's referencing the Adele universe <laughs> when she comes out, you know? And, um, you know, she also did a lot of interviews last week, Keith. Did you watch all of them? I think you no, might I, have. I watched three of them. I mean, that's a lot. I don't know how many there there were. But I don't know. I'm, I I I don't have like an Excel grid with all of the interviews she's been. I doing. watched I watched hits. I watched BBC and I watched the Vogue taste test that she put out today. What what, what what's the hits one? Um, it was another UK radio one. It was about oh. seven minutes long. Was that the um, one where they did the Peppa Pig thing? They like made a fake Peppa Pig song. Yeah. Because in BBC they had the actual voice of Peppa Pig. Um, responding to Adele's snub that she did not want to collab with Peppa. So, th of course, all the UK stations went hard on the Peppa news. On the, on the, on the big breaking Peppa Pig news. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have a four-year-old, so it was breaking news in my world, too. <laughs> but, um, I mean, honestly, I love her music, but I, I love having her personality back in my life, maybe more than anything else. She's just such a delight. All of these interviews are just so delightful. So I was watching the BBC Radio 1 interview with Greg James. Um, if you follow me on social media, I excerpted some of it and put it on Twitter and Instagram because um, she volunteered information that she wasn't specifically asked for. And it just came up in conversation where he asked... So it was November 19th. Is that date solid, set in stone? She's like, oh, yeah, it's been set in stone for six months because she said, I'm printing, I'm pressing CDs and vinyl, and there was a 25-week lead time. Now, that phrase is kind of above the heads of most casual fans of music, but the translation for that is she had to finish and turn in her album 25 weeks before release date to her record label basically, in order to make sure that she would have CDs and vinyl albums ready 
for street date to be available inside Target, at Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, all the brick-and-mortar retailers, all the indie stores. Now, her lead time is not that crazy unusual. That's kind of the going lead time now to have an album come out. That's how long you have to turn it in in advance. But imagine for an artist like Adele, who has to have an incredible amount of security around your album to make sure nothing leaks, no track list, no whiff of who is on the album, what any of the photos look like. All of that had to have been done six months ago. All the photos, all the artwork, all the liner notes, all the everything done had to have been finished six months ago. And they've been sitting under lock and key since then until two weeks ago we legitimately did not know that there was an album there were all these little tidbits and rumors we did an entire episode trying to piece together cookie crumbs when there are obviously lots and lots and lots of people who knew a lot about this album that have somehow managed to keep it the secret for months that's wild she joked in the in that same bbc one radio interview she joked she's like and those fact she said basically in those factories right now where they're making the album or where they've finished making the album she said it's looking like squid games where there's people with guns (laughs) like you know like surveying the landscape basically because (sighs) she's like if that if this leaks you know um so yeah like it's it it's because you think you think nowadays, like everything is very um, focused on streaming and digital, and you don't really think about physical releases and how how long it takes to make something and manufacture something. Because I think people are so used to scenarios where Kanye West is tweaking his album until the very last minute before he decides to release it over the weekend. You know, you know, he's he still tweaking it even though like, it's out. <laughs> like, like, yeah, a, a Kanye could go back and tweak the album and reservice the master to to digital services. Adele yeah. isn't doing that. Yeah. Adele is 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 a kind of artist that will sell tons and tons of physical albums. Um, and you know, all those times that we've been talking about how Taylor Swift is setting vinyl records, and you know, Olivia Rodrigo like hits a zillion you know vinyl sales, and Billie Eilish. I think it's safe to assume that all those numbers might pale in comparison to what Adele might sell with her vinyl album on November 19th. I'm you not know, that's that's not, that's not a scientific quote, please don't quote me. It's just me kind of guessing based upon her track record. That's interesting. I think you know what you were saying about people not thinking so much about the physical product. They probably think a little more about it now, given the issues that vinyl has had. And so an artist like Taylor has made it like really public that, you know, she puts an album out in December and they might not deliver vinyl until was it April when she It's like five or six months later. Yeah. Yeah. And so like people are definitely thinking about it a little more. I think it'll be interesting to not have that, like, I don't know, you almost get, like, a second wave of publicity out of the vinyl actually existing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I yeah. wonder how, I wonder what those, those numbers will look like. We don't, we're not in the business, well, we are, I was going to say we're not in the business of comparing, like, <laughs> artist numbers directly to each other, but that's, like, the literal business <laughs> that we are in. But I am interested in seeing that exact comparison, like, what um the, you know, the, the Taylor that was sort of delayed vinyl right. release looks like versus Adele's. I mean, and also, you know, we're we're framing this in in, in a way to basically 
remind people that when Adele's last album came out, it did over three million in sales in its first week. Yeah, that's digital albums, CD albums, and vinyl albums all combined. So, is she going to do another three million? Oh, for God's sakes! I mean, I think that would be kind of crazy to to just assume that she would. Twenty five was coming after twenty one, which is one of the biggest albums of all time. Right. So, but you just think like. If, you know, with where we are, with the public's fascination and love of vinyl, Mm -hmm. and with Taylor Swift able to do like 102,000 copies of vinyl in a week, well, why couldn't Adele do that much, that big of a number, if not more, based upon her track record with physical albums? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Keith, I have a record player now. (laughs) (gasps) Hey, congratulations. (laughs) Now we just need to get you some vinyl. Right, exactly. I have I have some that has been sent to me over the years, like some that's over my shoulder right now. Maybe you can pre order Um, Adele's uh thirty. There you go. Maybe that's what I need to add to my collection. It can be my first purchase. Yeah. So, so, anyways, that was one of the interviews she did, and she's she she all of the interviews that I saw, they were they were all for British radio. She was just delightful, warm, just you know everything you want Adele to be effortless. Just you want to go have a drink and dinner with her. She's just is, that kind of gal. It's incredible considering it's all you know via Zoom. Um, you know, she's in Los, she lives in Los Angeles. I don't know. Maybe she's in the UK for all I know. But she's not doing these interviews in person. And so it's also like the, you know, just because she's Adele doesn't mean that, uh, you know, Zoom issues don't affect her. Like, there's a lot of weird lagging in the interviews and yeah. like awkward pauses. And and yet she still manages to have a charming interview. Um, she did. She did say that she was going to go to the UK in a few weeks. So. Oh, well. There you so go. There you go. Well, we you know have, what we else have that was to announced? Look forward to, in-person interactions. What else was announced um, today, which is Monday? was her CBS special that uh, is coming out, which includes an Oprah sit-down interview and a performance. I didn't know about the Oprah thing. Yeah. I've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I know. So, like, that's going to be shocking as Oprah. well. I don't see. This is the thing. We're going to. That's just the tip of the iceberg, I feel like. What I really need, and we talked about this previously, but the absolute best moment of all time from the last press cycle was the um was, karaoke? No, well no. that was delightful but i was okay. gonna say the where she dressed up like she was a drag queen version of herself oh right she was dressing up as a well it wasn't a drag queen she was dressing up as an adele impersonator oh and there were some drag queen impersonators amongst them that's there correct. was one gentleman who there was, was only a drag one? performer okay there was only one <laughs> all of those other people were women this. katie just normal women without any prosthetics <laughs> Um, if you have not seen that, you need to see it. But um, while I'm very pumped about seeing an Oprah sit down and a performance, I am really looking forward to sort of the oddball things like that, which Vogue sort of delivered with this British taste test. Did you watch yeah. the video? I did. Yeah, it was it was British Vogue's YouTube channel. You can find it now. And it's like it's almost like 10 minutes of her. It's it, it must have taken an British hour to film this because. Yeah. The amount of food they put in front of her is wild. I didn't know what some of those foods were. Like that that checkered um, thing. Oh, like, which she didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, she I, knew what it was. She just didn't know what the name was. It was like a it was like a Barrington or something like that. I'm, I'm going to mess she, it up. She called it a dot dot cotton dot dot something or other. <laughs> she was know. referencing an actress on Coronation Street, I believe. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, I just want to see the outtakes from this. Yes, 100%. It's just that good. Yes, 100%. <laughs>
Um, what are we missing out of all the the many press appearances? I mean, we- it feels like in the past like two and a half weeks, every time that we've like recorded something, four more things have happened yes. in the interim, and we've gone from, you know. There's a snippet of a song and whispers of a song and what's going to happen to two Vogue covers, the announcement of an Oprah interview, multiple video interviews, taste testing British food with a blindfold, <laughs> um, you know, the album announcement, you know, the it just it, all this stuff, the video, yeah. everything, all within like a two and a half week span. Yeah. So, God, what's going to happen in the next two weeks? Exactly. That's why we're probably going to just we'll carve out no matter what. There'll be like a five minute space on this podcast. <laughs> it's just, for it's just the, the Adele weeks. podcast now yes. for the next yeah. two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're looking forward to to what's next. Um, I feel like I did have one other thing and now I'm just completely blinking. Give me one moment. It'll come. She was asked directly about um about whether she would like to tour around the new album. Oh, I saw that about the yes. Vegas residency. Yeah, so and about that. they brought up the Vegas residency as well. Like, would you rather, you know, go full Celine with the Vegas residency or do you want to tour? And she talked about the fact that she thinks of, like, you know, basically like half her talent being, you know, just like chatting on stage with her fans, which she might be right. Like, just, you know, the... Her banter with her, her fans. Banter. Yes. And so I, I think it's funny that she she knows that. Like that's what she she that's what she misses about touring is being able to like just chat on stage. And she also, by the way, said that she'd like to do all of it. So she'd like I was to do say, Vegas yeah, she said and like, tour. I'd, I'd I'd love it all. I'd yeah, you know I'd, she was very non specific but correct. generally open. Yes, and and, it, and she made it clear that she was not in a rush to tour and deal with all the, like, many COVID-related touring issues right now. Um, it sounded like she was cool to, like, wait a beat on touring, which kind of made it sound like, yeah, Vegas is probably pretty realistic. So, I guess I'd go we see will... her in Vegas. Oh, my God, wouldn't we all? Let's do wouldn't, it. L- wouldn't literally all of us want to go <laughs> see her in Vegas? <laughs> Have you seen Adele in concert? Um, no, no. Have I've you seen her seen perform? Her. Did you have you seen her perform on the Grammys at all? Were you you were in the press not, room when she not performed. in the room? Not yeah, not in the room. I yeah, I was in the building, not in the room. I, I I had the great fortune one year of going to the Grammys, the year that she performed um, "Rolling in the Deep." Oh, at the show, you like saw that a was whole after concert. her. That was that was like Didn't months you see after her at the Wiltern. Yeah, and then I saw her at the Wiltern as well. Yeah. The you know the right after. It was the year of like Hello had come out, and you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, I was very fortunate that I got to see her at the Wheel Turn for like that one-off show that she did. That is such. A I, did, small I didn't see the last space. tour. I didn't see the last proper yeah, tour. Same. I, I mean, I still have not seen her, so I'll make up for that in Vegas. So Keith and I are going to Vegas. We just decided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. So Katie doesn't have this in her script. No, I do not. So, playing off of something Hot 100 chart manager Gary Trust wrote this week online, it's time to play Quiz Katie. Oh, man. Did I edit so, Gary's article that you're going to play off of? That's <laughs> the question. I don't know. We'll find we'll out. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So, so, Industry Baby has hit number one on the Hot 100. And the word baby is a frequent visitor to number one by way of, you know, a song's title having the word baby in it including one of Katie's favorite songs, Amy Grant's Baby Baby. Of course. Yeah. So, um, in fact, Baby has been in the title of uh, lots and lots of hits on the charts, not just number ones. So 
I thought, Katie, it'd be fun to see if you could figure out of these four baby songs, which was the actual number one on the Hot 100. Okay. So only one of these four went to number one. I'm so ready. All right. Players, Baby Come Back. The Ronettes, Be My Baby. Donna Summers, Love to Love You Baby. Or TLC's Baby, Baby, Baby. I was hoping you'd throw Justin Bieber in there because I know he wasn't number one. Now, um, see, I, I want to actually stump you, so why would I ever give you something obvious? I, my guess is the Ronettes. Final answer? Final answer. Peaked at number two for three weeks in 1963. Oh. Would you like to try again of the Was remaining it our, three? I'm, I'll try the first option. Players, uh, baby, come back. It was number one for three weeks yes, in 1978. That was my second pick, obviously. In fact, so Players, Baby Come Back was number one for three weeks in 1978. All of the other three songs peaked at number two. Oh, so they were all close. Yeah, I actually so, didn't uh, know TLC was that high. I mean, I loved that song, but I didn't think it was that high. Yeah, Donna Summer's Love to Love You Baby was number two for two weeks in 1976. And Baby, Baby, Baby by TLC was number two for six weeks. Do you have to say it like Tian says it? Baby, 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 baby. She does not say it the way I said it. Like, bear, 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 bear. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Um, all right, so there you have it. A quiz, Katie, a uh, little fun moment uh, as we celebrate another new baby at number one on the Hot 100 this week with Industry Baby. Okay, Katie, uh, We've reached the end of our big show. There was actually like a lot of baby news in pop music in the last week, too. I was Eve... like, Katie, are you going to have another baby? No, I'm definitely not. Um, Eve, <laughs> all, all done there. Eve is having a baby. Or no, Eve had a baby. Lance Bass had two babies. Usher had a baby. And Darren Chris and his wife announced they're expecting a baby. Friend of the podcast. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, Lance isn't hasn't last Lance Bass been on the pod? Yeah, no, I interviewed him for the podcast. That's right. So friends, it of the was pod, um, right Lance before Bass the end uh, reunion. Chris. Yeah, yeah. And I I just messed that up though. I realized Eve, Eve and Darren both expecting babies. Usher and Lance had babies. There you go. Not together. Not actually. It's funny. Um, Haran did like her interesting winter. new twist. Yes. Our writer, Haran, did her, like, Winners of the Week article, and when she submitted it to me for edit, it was like, Usher and Lance Bass, welcome babies, and I'm like, wait, 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 we need to, we need to throw some words in there. Let's just, let's just dial that back just a skosh. <laughs> We're not writing fanfic over here. <laughs> um, okay, so, um, I, I'm assuming we should go out on a baby-related song after oh, all my that goodness. baby talk. I, yeah, <laughs> baby talk. Um, yeah, what, but like, I feel like we've done this before. We've definitely did baby baby when yes. I told you, I think I was having a baby or when I left for maternity leave. One of yeah, the other. We've, we've played, we've played Amy Grant enough. No, we've done just that. Kidding, just kidding. Um, <laughs> what, so what, so with that said, what baby song should we go out on? Let's just do TLC baby, baby, baby. <laughs> okay, great. See you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Baby, baby, baby.